Welcome back to Resilience by Faith podcast, where we share stories and topics that give God the glory. And it's talked about in a modern way where people of all ages can relate to. So come on in because we have a lot to catch up on. And welcome back to Resilience by Faith podcast with Reese. And today we have a very special guest with us. His name is Philip Mangan. Did I say that right, Philip? You got it right. I got it right. Yay. Okay. I hate butchering people's name because people butcher my name all the time. So I know how it feels, (laughs) but Philip is with us to share his story of resilience and I'm very happy for his time tonight. So let's welcome Philip guys. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for your time. Of course. Of course. Now, where are you in the United States? Like, where are you calling in from? Well, today, right now I'm in Boston. Um, I'm here for a job that I'm doing tomorrow, um, but I am uh, current home base is Manhattan, New York. Wow, Manhattan! All your life? No, actually, I uh, grew up in Florida, and I moved to Manhattan in 2016. So I've been there for roughly six years. I mean, I left when the pandemic hit. Um, right. Taking some breaks. Um, so, you know, it's a the city is a lot sometimes, and you got to get it, get out of there. You know, when you when you're feeling that you need a, a change, and and that's kind of how I, I you know go with my life. Now, did you move from Florida to Manhattan because you were like, let me try something new, or like, was it for a job? Or um, actually, I was I was running a business in Florida. Um, I was running a I used to run a party bus business. Uh, I did I did that first six and a half years in Tallahassee, Florida. I went to uh, where I went to school. So I went to Florida State University yes. and um, started that company, um, ran it. And it was just getting a lot with the insurance rates. And I saw that, you know, it wasn't going to be much more than what it was. And I mean, I was I'm proud of what I accomplished there, but I just kind of was very aware that it was time to move on. And New York was a place that I always wanted to move. And um I felt like that was the perfect time, you know, and just kind of took a leap of faith and went there, not for anything work-wise. I kind of just went there like with an open mind and ready to see where life would take me. Yes. Now, when you made that leap of faith, did you adjust okay? Like is Manhattan everything you thought it was going to be or how did you feel like Uh, moving? Yeah. I mean, it was honestly, it was scary, but I, I, at first it was actually, I felt so at home, you know, like, honestly, I was so excited to be there. It felt like a dream was coming true. I was very connected to um, achieving that goal, like something that you wanted for a long time and being very aware and, and grateful for um, actually it happening. And I, I actually had a great, I used to have a great Dane. Um, he moved with me to Manhattan. So big dog. And he was kind of my, um, he was he was my stable base, honestly. He gave me the courage to move there because it wasn't like I was moving alone. I was moving with him, and uh, very very thankful to have him. Like I had him for the first year up there. He ended up passing away, unfortunately, but I was very very grateful for him uh, being my you know solid base and and getting situated there. And um, and yeah, New York still is. It always kind of even though I take these breaks every now and then, it always. It always is like magical when I go back. You know, I feel like I I hadn't been there for three months up until uh, recently, 
And I was like, I know I want to be there for fall. I love fall there. And as soon as I got back, I, I was like, yes, this is, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. Yes, I love the fall in the city for the fashion, for sure. They always say you can dress in the wintertime, but if you can dress in the city, there's no place like New York. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I grew up in New Jersey and Newark, so oh, like nice. New York is just right across the way, and there's nothing like Fashion Avenue, Macy's, like all that downtown. Yeah. Um, New York, New York. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially for the holiday season. It's just, it's yes. just like you get, I mean, I growing up in Florida, you don't have the seasonal change like that. And you're, right. just, you're not feeling the holidays as much as you feel in New York. And I think that's where I was like, I want to go for fall. I want to feel the cold. I want to, you know, right. be, be there and get those, you know, Christmassy vibes or holiday vibes, you know? And, um, yeah, I'm excited to, to. I'm going back on Wednesday after I do my job tomorrow, and uh, I'll be there awesome. until Thanksgiving, and then I'll come back after Thanksgiving, and I'll be there until Christmas. Awesome, awesome. So we got to get into some things, Philip, because ah, you guys are in for a treat, like for sure. I say that with every single guest, but my goodness. So usually I try to be prepared when I bring guests on the show so that you can show at least I put in effort to try to get to learn something about you. But what I found out about Mr. Philip. <laughs> I, I want to I, I know, I, I know what you found out about me. Like, okay, we call you the wellness wingman, yes, but the bachelor, like, sir, when when did all this your actor model wait? Like, when did all this start, sir? <laughs> How we go from the business in Florida to all of this? Like, were you always modeling acting? Like, you have no. to let us in. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that was honestly, like I said, when I moved to New York, it was kind of like I was just open, you know, like open, like, I mean, you know, when you go to a place, like, especially new, and I think I had a lot of changes going, like, happening during that time. There's a lot of self-growth going on before I moved. Uh, I used to have long hair for, like, um, 15 <laughs> years, like, shoulder-length long hair. Like, I mean, I own a party bus, had long hair. It's kind of like yeah. the, the the classic party guy to a certain extent. And yeah. it was kind of, um, it's just a very, like, powerful thing when you kind of make a change like that, like cut your hair. And I was fearful for a while, I think of it, because you think it just kind of defines you of who you are. And um, I remember like my hairdresser, like telling me like, if you can cut your hair, you can do anything. And honestly, I felt that way right afterwards. I just kind of felt like this. Um, I felt like more me, you know? Yes. And, um, and I think that was a good uh, start to before the move to going to New York because I went there with like a, just a greater sense of confidence in who I was. And, um, and then I just do believe things happen, you know, exactly on the right, like on time, you know, like, yeah. and it's, it's amazing when you rewind things and see how it goes. But I, long story short, I kind of, when I moved to New York, I met like a, a friend of a friend who was also moving to New York at the same time. She happened to be like a fashion photographer. And I, I've, you know, I heard for years people were telling me, I mean, maybe it was the long hair, but like, you should model, you should model. And I was just like, you know, okay, make me a model. Like I have no clue about this, yeah. you know, stuff. But like the fact that I was going to New York, I was like, well, this, you know, this woman's a photographer, let me maybe have her take some photos of me and my dog, you know, this would be really cool. And I ended up doing a photo shoot. And she's, just, she's a really talented photographer. And I ended up getting really good, like photographs. And 
um, right. kind of just saw like a, maybe a potential that could be there, you know, like something. And I enjoyed it. That's the thing is I enjoyed it and it was making me see the city. I was doing more shoots after that. And then I just kind of just each shoot I did, I just kind of felt more. And, and this is to build up my book. You know, I'm not, I'm not even a model at this point. I'm just trying to see where this takes me. And each shoot that I did, it just started giving me this like greater confidence and I felt very connected to it. And, um, then it just became the goal. Like, Hey, I want to, I want to get it, become a signed model and, uh, ended up building up my book in like a four month period. Had no clue what I was doing. No one was teaching me or anything like that. And then I just started walking into agencies and trying to hustle my way in and some, you know, some, somehow. And I, I always tell this like story kind of to let you know what it takes sometimes. And I think people always, uh, I guess like what, if they're wondering like what separates someone from achieving their goal and someone from not achieving their goal, it's really uh, just finding doing by any means necessary. Like I was looking at people that worked in these agencies off LinkedIn and then I would go to the building that they were in and I'd name drop them like, hey, I have a meeting with this person. And then I would get up into the floor and I and I would just be like, oh, like I find myself in the middle of this position. Like, oh, I got my, myself an actual meeting, kind of. I kind of got my way in and I somehow would meet people that I would have never met before if I didn't put myself out there and kind of and kind of act fearlessly. And I think each time... I kind of acted more fearlessly and I wouldn't just take a no and right. just be like, you know, satisfied with that and just kept going. It just kind of built up my resilience and I ended up getting signed by an agency and then I kind of used my business mentality from my, you know, my previous business of saying like, oh, well, I'm going to use this going into the modeling industry and treat it like a business. And I ended up getting two agencies instead of one. And then I started branching out and just getting more. And I ended up having like seven in the city. And then I got ones in like Philadelphia, Boston, Chicago, Miami. So it really was to me like, oh, this knowledge that I had in the previous, you know, uh, business has really helped me apply it. And also not only that, it made me really grateful for the work that I'm doing because to, to be honest, like, you know, I'm running a party bus business, there's drunk college kids on it, and people are, you know, destroying the bus, and I'm cleaning up, like, whatever, throw up or whatever on the bus one day, and then I go, I go to the modeling industry, and someone wants to pay me for pictures, and I'm like, this is, wait, someone wants to do that. Wow. You know, world so it, it, I'm very in tune that this is, I'm, I'm very lucky to be in this position, but I don't, I don't think uh, a lot of people understand sometimes that no one found me. I, I always say this. No one found, discovered me. I had to let them see me. I had to get in there to let them see me. I had to like lead them to me. And that's what I think is a lot of people out there could be, uh, you know, if they really want to be, I think a lot of people could be models, but also could be achieving their goals in certain ways. But you have to kind of put yourself in a position to achieve it and right. and act in a, in a way that is that you really want it like if you want something you know <laughs> align to that want and go after it. and i think that's why like i it led me to the health coaching and in switches i really feel like it's more life coaching because it's really teaching people how to kind of you know align to their goals and you know do, do take the necessary steps to achieving them 
Yes. And that's what I was going to ask next. Like, we're thankful for your boldness and everything that you went through to be where you are today. But I'm just wondering, like, where does where does your faith fall into everything? Because I would think definitely like no matter what or who you believe in, you got to have somebody in to kind of push you and give you that peace. Like, OK, I'm, I, got, I got a little anxiety. I'm a little nervous. I don't know how this is going to pan out, but mm-hmm. I'm going to do it anyway. So like, how did your faith come into play with your resilience and like, how was it kind of seeing you grow and like your faith kind of unfold through that journey from party bus to like, we're up here doing big things in the big city that Mm. never sleeps. No, 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 no. honestly, um, the way, like, you know, what I told you about like moving to New York and, and really feeling grateful for like allowing my, you know, having my dream come true to, to be finally living there it made me start going back to church. Uh, I grew up a Catholic and um, I was, I used to be an altar boy. I was actually an altar boy throughout like from like middle school throughout all of high school. Like I, I was one of those like, you know, 17 year old altar boys. Cause I, I, I was always thinking like, I'd rather be part of the show than, you know, watching the show sometimes. Cause I feel like more connected when I'm part of it, you know? And, um, and you know, when I went to college, I kind of lost that a little bit, um, you know, just, like I said, kind of got into like the party scene a bit more. And then um, the more I like, kind of s- stepped away from uh, the alcohol and the partying and stuff like that and and more into the self-growth, it kind of led me back to God and, and having a relationship, um, especially when I got to New York. And that was like one thing I always look forward to is just like really, I didn't really know how it was going to look my faith but it was just like i just knew that i felt like a lot of peace going into that environment especially beautiful churches in new york and from there it just only has grown i think it's just a lot of like um especially in the industry that i'm in is with the modeling and stuff like that sometimes you just really don't know when the next job is coming and you know, you got to take, you got to really kind of have that patience and you had to have that trust. And where's that trust coming? That trust comes from is like really continuing to align to the faith. You know, it's just kind of, you know, whether it's praying like every day that I, you know, I pray every day, but always constantly kind of going back to church when I need to. It's, it's really the thing that has held me together and helped me grow a lot actually over the years, which, which I'm really thankful for um, reconnecting with. And I'm always kind of looking, you know, when, in the morning, I always kind of, one thing I always say, it's like, I, I pray for peace, peace with where I'm at right now and patience for wherever I'm trying to go. Uh-huh. And, and it's like, it's like one of those things. It's like when you, when you actually, get a another job like you know say you have a little lull of like not having a job for like two months and you know you can be in this like pit of like kind of just feeling a little lost and you get an you know another job and it's like it's like wow like it's a very powerful feeling because you just like see you know you just have to be patient you just have to trust you you will be okay and and you have to and, and sometimes it's good to have that experience because it really aligns you know and helps you grow your faith more. So it's a uh, it's been an interesting kind of like process for me too. And I'm I'm very like a, uh, just always kind of looking in and journaling. And I'm always like kind of journaling these moments because I think they're very powerful in kind of helping me continue in in the growth journey. 
Yes, that kind of reminds me of something um, I watched uh, Pastor Torre say. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Pastor Torre and Sarah Jakes and TD Jakes and them, but they uh, he said something about building an, an altar where God speaks to you or when, where he answers your prayers. And I look at journaling that way so that you can never forget what God has done for you. Kind of like the same thing of writing down your prayers and then you go back like mm-hmm. maybe months or years later and you look back and you're like, God answered this prayer. God answered that prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of strengthens that faith that you already have. Just add on to it to show that he is listening. Mm-hmm. He does see me struggling down here, but <laughs> <laughs> he helps when it's on his time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, I, and that's, it, that's, that's just a beautiful thing, I think. It's like, um, if there's one thing that I've come to learn, it's like, he's always on time. You know, it's, it's, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work out any better. Like, honestly, it's just, it's, and that's why I say it's just a patience. It's really like, if if I always say like one thing that I've learned, you know, most and how to like try to, you know, get stronger with is my patience, because I think that's, uh, especially in a, in a world that we live in today, it's, it's really, a lot of people lack patience. Everything is instant, instant gratification. And, um, especially even with like making changes to their life, you know, with, you know, if they want to lose weight or anything with the, you know, health or wellness, or even in just in general, it's, you want it now. And, um, yes. and but I, you know, the funny thing is I always say is like, if someone asked me, if someone asked me this actually at the, earlier this year, and they said, what's, what makes you happiest in life? And I said, the process, the process. The process. And it's like, cause it's, that's where the patient, you have to have patience because like, you know, I've done, I've done triathlons and you can't do You can't just train for a triathlon in one day. You gotta, you know, you gotta spend months training for it. And it's like, it's, it's in you, but you see the growth. So it's like the growth process. It's like some days maybe you're not growing, you know, some days you're going backwards, but it's like you the resilience that you gain and then you keep going forward and you start seeing the little motions, that's where the confidence. So it's really the confidence comes through action. um, And and yeah. Yes. And you mentioned like when we want to lose weight and I have a lot of female listeners (laughs) and this will forever (laughs) be the biggest thing. And the biggest problem is the stomach area or like Mm -hmm. losing weight or getting discouraged. I think social media is a very dangerous place for comparison and like being frustrated with yourself and talking about that instant gratification. Like what, what made you get into wellness piece and specifically helping women lose weight and get their confidence back? Okay. Um, well, I, like I understood, like when I got my personal training certification, it was um, just because I've been, you know, an active person for years, always interested in uh, wellness, nutrition. Mainly, I was always big into really nutrition more so than anything, because I know how much of an important part it, you know, plays in in like your overall look. And right. when I decided to kind of um, create my own coaching thing. I was thinking like, you know, most people, they, I don't want to teach people how to do exercises because that's not really what's going to help someone change. Or I'm not going to teach someone exactly, this is a diet plan. This is exactly how you should eat it. I'm more, I I know what actually achieves results. And it's actually, how do you keep consistently doing those exercises? How do you keep showing up to continue to eat this way? 
So I, I was really more concerned with the, the mental aspect of, um, of everything. And when I was actually looking to, you know, my target audience, at first it was actually men, to be honest, because I felt like, if anything, one of the things that I offer, you know, I think that I am very strong in is my emotional intelligence. And I think the, the stronger I've gotten into connection with my emotions, I've realized that, you know, we're not really, men haven't been really set up to, to have that connection to their emotions. And, and I was thinking, yeah, wow, I really want to kind of share this and help men change in a greater way if I can. But the thing is, I, I realized that the, the men probably weren't going to listen to me right off the bat. And I thought maybe, Maybe the women would actually be more of like, because if I can understand, if I understand myself pretty well, I can probably, yeah. you know, and I have a lot of female friends and it's like, I can really, I honestly, I, I stronger relationships with them and it kind of really instantly drew me into, um, hey, well, maybe if I market myself to women and kind of u- utilize that aspect, maybe the men will follow you know, their husbands, their, you know, uh, family, their, you know, friends. So that was kind of really where the the women came from. But I mean, it's really kind of open to anyone. It's just really like, I think um, I've been able to kind of create this environment where women are very, uh, it's like a safe space where I'm just giving them an open ear and um, an understanding ear. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I, I enjoy actually working with women a lot just because I think that they're already at the level of, you know, the communication that I think is necessary is needed to make the changes, you know, it's just about then kind of understanding that and then going from there and taking that information and, and helping guide them to, to the place they want to be. Right. So you like when you train someone or when you coach someone, is it more so like, of course, the communication piece, but like a uh, Noom, like there's an app called Noom that works on the psychology of it. So is it more like that? Every program is tailored to the person or is it just more so? Yeah, okay. it's, it's more, it's more tailored to the person because I do believe everyone is different. And I do believe that, um, you know, everyone kind of, it's not only that, you know, our bodies are different, our different, you know, you know, in different aspects of your life are are you know, some people have families, some people work this, this schedule. So I really kind of go and I say, Hey, well, what is your sleep schedule? Like, what is your um, downtime look like? What is your, you know, friends and friends life look like, you know, your social life, I kind of break down every single aspect of your life. And then we we formulate a plan based on that stuff. So it's not like, that's why like, you know, I know I can be, to be honest, I, I know I could probably be maybe more successful if I just gave uh, a custom plan, uh, one one plan and just said, hey, why don't everyone follow it? This is what works for me. But I, I don't think that's going to help people. And I'd actually, me, success to me is actually helping people and seeing the results. It's not how much money I make. Yes. Um, so when I, when I work with people, it's really like your goal it's my goal. It's my goal. And, and that's kind of really the relationship I form with someone is like, let's, let's dive deep. 
And that's what it, that's what it takes. You know, it, it, everyone has a different goal. Everyone uh, has different things that they're fighting off from their past or dealing with in their present. And, um, you know, we, we do a deep dive and, and, and it, it takes, takes time. And again, goes, yes. goes to the patients. Yes. And that makes me think about what I get to do. Um, mm-hmm. When I work with patients, I work with psychiatry and substance abuse. And my hardest patients that I think that have affected me the most is my PTSD patients and my substance abuse patients, because I can relate, but I try not to get too caught up in it because I have to have that boundary, but just listening to them. That's the Mm -hmm. most thing that I do all day. And I feel like it's the most important thing. Like I just had a patient today and she was like, I kept telling him, I kept telling him I I wasn't getting better. The medication wasn't working. And I'm so happy I got a chance to meet you guys. And I'm so happy we're on the right track. And I told her today. So you, you almost repeated what I said Mm -hmm. by verbatim. You said, your goal is my goal. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, long as we can get you sleeping better, long as we can help that depression go away. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm in my bed sleeping good at night. You deserve to be in your bed sleeping good at night. Oh, that's awesome. So that made me happy. <laughs> good. Yeah, no, good. I, I I get you. I mean, it just it's it's a, it's a good feeling when you when you help someone like especially if you know, maybe maybe we're not all like where we want to be right now, but we've right. got we've gotten this far, so I can't help someone get to where you're at right now. And I think that's right. It. It's a great thing to be able to uh, be assistance to someone that is, uh, you know, where at some point you you were, you know, and now, yes. you know, in some sort of way. And now now we're here. Now we're here. <laughs> so I guess with that, I have to ask, like, if somebody's out here listening and they're just like, OK, uh, maybe I need to change something about myself, but I don't know what, or I don't know where to start, or I don't know what to read, or I don't know where to go. Like, what advice would you give someone? Is the courage or your confidence? Like, where should somebody start if they have a great idea, or if they want to do something similar to what you did? Um, how could they step out on faith, or how could they step out the box courageously? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's really getting. Um emotionally connected to to what you want and i think that um that's the one thing that i I think will always continue to drive you is when you can connect to it on a in a more emotional level uh i've and in a a spiritual level as well i think um when we just kind of see these different things like on instagram or like other social media outlets and you know obviously in just everywhere news etc and right. we think like, hey, we we want these things, or that would be a nice goal, and we kind of want these, but I don't know if we really want them. Um, I don't I don't know if everyone just really wants them because it's you know we're just seeing them, and society's kind of telling this is how we will receive love. Um, or do you really align to it? Do you really connect to it on a deeper level? And the way that I've able to connect to it on a deeper level is obviously. Um, Obviously, uh, going to church and, and getting to quiet places, whether it's you know prayer, meditation, journaling, I I think we don't take enough quiet time. That's like one of the things that I always tell people. Yes. Like, you, how can how can you sift through all the noise if you don't turn the noise off and listen to yourself? Because to, to, to be honest, I think you know we're always saying like we want clarity, we want clarity. Well, you know how can 
I, I, I don't think we need to be like, we're not getting clarity by looking at other things, you know, like we're, we, we have the answers, you know, they're, they're inside us. We just got to unlock them and right. we're not taking the time to do that. And I think when you take time for yourself consistently, not just like once you ask yourself these tough questions and kind of like ask yourself, why do I want this? And, you know, do I, you know, do just different things that are going to kind of like make you feel uncomfortable, to be honest, and it's not going to feel nice at first, but it's going to lead to somewhere the more you do it. It's, it, you can't, again, it goes back to patience as well. Like you can't just sit still for, you know, and pray once and feel like you can, you know, have more gratitude and all these different things, you know, it's, it's the habits that kind of form it, but it's, it's starting something with, you know, it, starting a simple habit, like as in maybe taking 10 minutes a day to journal or, you know, sitting in silence and, you know, actually quiet the noise and just slow down or just moving yes. at, or just moving at a lot of, uh, lot, a lot faster than we need to often because we think there's not enough time, but that's really at the same time, that's not channeling abundance. And, and we all have, we all have the ability to be abundant. And I mean, we're, we're alive. We are, we are abundant if we're alive right now. So um, I would highly suggest if anyone, you know, has some sort of uh, goal they have in mind, I would take some time and kind of really uh, connect with it on a deeper level. Even if it's say like, you know, I could say you want to lose weight. Why do you want to lose weight? Um, Oh, I, I want to look good. Well, for me, sometimes I don't think that's going to be enough that, you know, is it, is it going to really make you happy at the end is when you look good, but you still maybe are not, you know, yes. having these, these things that are resolved on the inside. I think when you can kind of go deeper and say, I want to lose weight and um, it's going to make me healthier. It's going to make me live yes. longer. I want to be around for my kids. I want to be able to do these things, you know, with ease and, and feel good. Um, right. I think those are like a different way to look at it. And um, yes, I think those will carry you a lot further than, you know, just saying I want to look good. Because I mean, hey, look, I'm, to be honest, I'm a model. I, I get paid to look good at times. But just that doesn't just by looking good doesn't make me like, feel like that I'm better, or you know, whatever I, ha I do the inner work, you know, just because I look like good and healthy on the outside is only that's it that's just that's just the shell like you know if, if there's not this you know it's like you gotta have the stuff right within and in order to really get, uh, to live a fulfilling life in my opinion a happy fulfilling um you know life and and that's and i think that's what we're all trying to get it's it's a happy fulfilling life and um I just suggest this word time, quiet time, to be honest. Yes. And Philip is in here dropping gems, y'all. Really, that is for sure. You can apply that to everything in life and, and especially dating. I would have to have you back on the show if we're going to talk about that. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to talk about dating. I've, I, I, haven't, I haven't been in a, just to give you a little brief summary, I haven't been in a long-term relationship for seven years. And, just, and it was every single time I've, you know, I entered the dating scene a little bit. It's, um, it always seems to lead back to more self growth and just kind of very clear on with what I want. Um, right. I'm very in tune to myself. And I think um, at the end of the day, a lot of people get into relationships, not being that self aware. And then, um, and then they end up 
then they end up settling because they don't want to be alone. And then um, later on, and again, again, it goes to patience. It's like, so if I said, oh man, I haven't dated in a while. Like I really want to be with someone. I really want a partner. I do. I, w- I would love to have a wife and kids, but that it, do I want the wrong person? And that is going to cause problems just because I'm, I'm lacking patience. Does that lead me in the wrong direction? So then it goes back to having patience again and having faith that the right person will be there and you'll meet them. So I think that that's something that uh, a lot of people need to kind of maybe look at is, do I, do I really want to be like, is this the right person or is this the right person be like uh, right enough person? Like, is that just because I don't want to be in this other area, you know? Yes. Having that self-awareness to ask yourself those questions, because honestly, I feel like a lot of divorce and a lot of hardship and turmoil and heartache come from not being patient and instant gratification again, like social media relationship goals. And I want to be married. And then people forget married, like your wedding day is literally one day (laughs) because after that's over, you're stuck with that person that Mm -hmm. you chose to be with and nobody else will be there. It should just be you and them. And then they figure, oh, well, maybe we don't get along or I didn't know that about you. And then I want a divorce. And I'm just like, well, what? Yeah, no, no, I, I, I totally, I feel you on that. I mean, it's, it's, like I mean, I say this all the time. It's like I don't, I don't need someone that's gonna complete me. I just, I just want someone that's gonna like challenge me and make me better, and that, and then we can grow together. You know, like I, I, we, we come, we come in. We each, you know, are very self aware, and we know that we're entering a partnership. That you know, we're just enhancing each other's life. We're not completing each other's life. And I, and I, because I think you can complete yourself with you know, relationship with God, your relationship the way you carry yourself and, you know, you focus on the things in your life and your integrity and, and how you, you know, you just present yourself, um, you know, are you a compassionate person? Are you a generous person? Like, I think the more you do these things, the more you do feel more whole, you know, you don't feel like, right. you, you don't feel like you lack. And I feel like that's probably where I've left uh, such a long gap um, in my relationships, you know, come because I have always said like, when you get to a certain point, you don't really think you're missing out on anything. I mean, I, me personally, I, I'm, you know, starting to get back into the dating again, just because I know that in order to get a relationship, usually you got to give some time to it, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. so, so, so like, you know, it's always good to look at your priorities and what you want. And are you putting yeah. like, so for me, like maybe some people out there, they want to lose weight. So there, are you making that a priority in your life? Are you making, do I want a relationship? Am I making that a priority in my life? Well, that means maybe some energy and time will lack with other things. But this is, if this is what I really want, I'm going to go on more dates and I'm going to give this more attention. And that's kind of like where I'm at right now. It's like, hey, that's, that's just something that you can't even look at it like it's work either because it's, it's not work. It's, it's just yes. like, it's just an, <laughs> It's just an interaction, a meeting, and it can be exciting and, you know, it's, it's going to have a lot of, and, and you'll learn, you'll learn things either way. I think we're always learning if you're open. We're always learning. If you're not learning, then they used to say you done died. You're not living if you're not learning. <laughs> so for sure. Definitely. Well, yeah, I think one lady not, on talk said, huh? Oh, I was just going to say, I was like, it, also, you're not learning if you're not trying. You know, because I think if you're not trying, if you're not trying, 
you're not you're not like pushing yourself to learn anything because you because you're gonna when you try there's there's a chance of failure and it's a good chance of failure and that's really where you that's how you learn Yes, and people forget that, and they're just like, "Oh, I failed. I'm, I'm hurt. I'm never doing this again." So, mm-hmm. I thank you for saying that. That, that, and that's where the resilience comes in. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I trust me. I, 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 it's a, it's a keep trying um, and trying new things. I think that's really where the beauty of life comes from: is uh, putting yourself in the discomfort to, to a good extent. Not, not necessarily doing something if you don't really uh align to it fully but i'd say like if you're interested in something like how do you know you don't like something if you don't try and if you um, didn't try it and i yeah. and i experienced that this year i tried to um try to learn how to uh do coding i i was taking a software soft i did a software engineering boot camp and i did it for uh well i learned i sell i was self-teaching myself like uh for the first couple of months and then I decided to do a coding boot camp did the first four weeks of it and it was the toughest thing I ever did and I was I really emotionally connected to that challenge it was like yes I'm doing this for my future wife and kids because I want to provide for them you know like and I'm like in it in it in it and um you know long story short I I had a little break like a a month and a half break between the second part of the course and uh and I goes back to um you know, is that, am, am I really just doing it more so for the challenge or am I doing it because I love this or I'm passionate about it? And it just came, yeah. it came back just because I, w- I was doing it because it was a, more of a clear path to me. So it was an easy, it, even though it was really hard, it was a clear path because I could see the route. If I'm trying to build my own thing, if I'm trying to build up my coaching more, there's not really a clear route. It's very, or, or if I'm trying to build up my modeling more, there's no clear route. So it, it just becomes kind of like, oh, like that's really hard because I can't see it clearly, but I can see this clearly. But just because I can see that clearly um, and I can't see that, and I'm this, doing this, but I don't feel passionate about it, that's, in my opinion, settling because yeah. you know it's not right, but it's also not. It's also to wind everything up. It's not going to keep me pushing forward at that goal eventually. Like, yeah, maybe it will get me that far, but then right. if the passion's not there, the connection's not there, it will either lead me to a dead end, and I'll just I'll just be right back onto the path that I am that where I started. So I think it's good to know when you try things. I don't look at it as a complete failure, but. I look at it as like, wow, I learned that this isn't right. And I was very aware of that at this point. And I don't feel bad about the time I wasted or this and that. It's just kind of like, I understood that this is, I can't do things just for money. And, and for that, it's, I have to do something because I really am passionate about it. Yes. Yes. That is key. (laughs) That is key. Well, Philip, please tell the audience where they can connect with you because I'm definitely going to try to get in touch with you um, after the holidays and definitely try to see if we can schedule another time to have you back on the show. Because if we're going to dig deeper and get into some things with uh, dating and mindset and emotional intelligence or wherever it leads us, Mm -hmm. I would love to have you back on the show. I would love to to come back for for another round. So, um, but. In the meantime, people can follow me on Instagram if they want to go on there. I mean, I don't post as much, but you can get a lot of gems on there that are already on there. Um, 
It's at Philip Anthony Mangan. But my website, philipmangan.com, P-H-I-1-L-I-P, Mangan, M-A-N-G-A-N.com. Um, that's like how you can uh, you can book a free co- coaching consultation. It doesn't charge anything. We can do a Zoom call. It doesn't, um, we could do a phone call, whatever you're comfortable with, just even, and, you know, no harm done. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But the thing is, like, just, doesn't hurt to try doesn't hurt to connect and i will be a, a, an open ear to you know to listen to whatever you want and try to help give you some tips while i'm on the phone with you in any way that i can but um yeah it just you know it, it just 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 google my name <laughs> oh lord if you do that guys you might be blown away like i was don't do it <laughs> oh, okay, no. you're, you're too kind no, i i <laughs> that's, that's, that's funny thank you you're so sweet and so humble so sweet thank like you. we got to have philip y'all please please thank you philip thank you so much for uh, coming on tonight and thank you for spending your time with us and thank you for dropping all of your gems because there's somebody out there who needed to hear what you said tonight and i'm pretty sure they appreciate it just as much as i do so no, thank well, you well thank you thank you for your time and energy and uh yeah i look forward to to coming back on Of course. Well, guys, I will leave you with that. I know we went a little bit over, but that's cool. We let it flow here. Um, I will see you on our next episode. And remember, stay safe out there and we will connect another time. Bye, guys. We did it. As always, thank you for tuning in to Resilience by Faith podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and like, share, and support. That's the best way to help me reach more people around the world. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye.